Well, that didn't happen to me. When Mum told me to get changed, I went upstairs, undressed, went to the toilet, you never know when you'll get another chance to go, put on my costume and went back to the laboratory. Mum checked me over. She straightened my mask and made sure it was on properly. Now, have you been to the toilet? She asked. Yes, Mum. And have you put your clothes away? I don't want to find your room in a mess when I go upstairs. Yes, Mum. And have you changed your underwear? You know, it's always better to wear a clean pair of pants when flying. Yes, Mum. She pressed a button on the console next to her. A containment chamber slid open and a particle web appeared inside. It glowed big and green, as if someone had sneezed and left a huge bogey floating in mid-air. I didn't like using the particle web. It made me feel sick. But it was probably the most important gadget the Astral Guardians had. It was an energy field which could be used for just about anything. Mum had tried to tell me how it worked, but when she got all technical I got very bored. All I knew was that it did something with atoms. I asked Mum if it was like a matter transportation beam. She told me not to be silly. Matter transportation beams were science fiction. The particle web was science fact. Whatever it was, the particle web was very good at getting you to places quickly. We used it to get around the world. It was faster than flying. But it could do much more than that. When we had our weekly health check, the particle web scanned us and, if there was anything wrong, Mum used it to put us right. Unfortunately, it didn't stop Dad eating too many bacon sandwiches. That's why he still had a weight problem. Mum said the particle web wasn't there to make us lazy. It was no excuse for not eating a healthy diet. Now, you promise to be careful, she said. I'm an astral guardian, Mum. I don't do careful. You know what I mean. All right. I promise not to talk to strangers or get into fights. Just promise not to do anything silly. Mum gave me her usual kiss on the cheek and I stepped into the containment chamber. The door slid shut and the web surrounded me. I saw nothing but a green glow and tiny flashing lights. Then I found myself on a roof. It was windy and cold. Opposite me there was a pigeon perched on the edge of a chimney. For a moment we stared at each other. Then there was a loud crack and I fell. When the dust cleared, I lay on a wooden floor staring up through a jagged hole at a very unimpressed bird. Captain Valiant's face appeared at the hole. I expected you to fly, he said, landing beside me. Did you think we were going to knock on the front door? He pointed over my shoulder. That's Mr. Kirby's house. His attic is through that wall. There's nothing wrong with knocking on the front door, I said. At least it might have been quieter than falling through the roof. Don't worry. This house is empty. We're not going to disturb anyone. I looked round. Dad was right. There were cobwebs everywhere. The only thing that lived here was spiders. 
He walked across to the wall and raised his fist. Knock, knock, he said. When Captain Valiant punched the wall, I expected to hear the crash of brick. Instead, I heard a loud, echoing boom. The wall seemed to be made of metal. Captain Valiant winced, rubbed his knuckles, and punched the wall again. This time it cracked. There was a hiss and a high-pitched whine. A flickering silver light shone through the crack. I don't think I should have done that, he said. Before I knew what happened, Captain Valiant grabbed me and shot through the roof. As we sped upwards, there was a flash and a roar. The sky turned white. He put a detonator inside the wall, Captain Valiant shouted. I should have guessed the house was a booby trap.